0: Welcome back, everyone, once again to another episode of Red Pill News. I hope you guys are having a lovely day. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the corruption detector. And today we're going to be discussing the impending threat against our election system for 2022. We all know the deep state stole the election in 2020. And despite the fact that Republican voter registration rolls have increased by hundreds of percents and are outpacing Democrats in nearly every single state in our glorious union, They think they might be able to get away with stealing it again. We're going to look at a couple of key ways they're planning on doing that. First, destroy the opposition. They've already tried to do that with the alternative media. But now because Tucker Carlson is so popular, they're going after him. Then Bill Gates is working up his new plan with the World Health Organization, first of all, ensuring that a new COVID task force is created in response to what he claims will be a more fatal COVID variant, never mind the fact that 99.9% of the people who got COVID lived. And as a part of that task force, Bill Gates wants to ensure that the World Health Organization creates a surveillance pact with the rest of the world in order to watch and surveil people who may or may not be getting sick from COVID-19. And then we're going to look at what's happening in Wisconsin, because I think it's representative of what's going to take place all over the country. Just as they pumped a ton of money into the Wisconsin elections through the Zuckerbucks program, George Soros is now doing the same thing, with nearly a million dollars already pushed in for the Wisconsin midterms. And then finally, we'll be taking a look at the latest scandal erupting out of the Russia-Ukraine situation. Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov had the gall to suggest that Hitler may have had Jewish blood. Is it possible? Well, we're going to take a look at history and reporting over the last 10 to 15 years 15 years and maybe even more to determine whether or not it's fake news do me a favor sit back relax grab your popcorn and we shall be right back after this so tell me this did you know you can earn hundreds of thousands of dollars investing in crypto but the best part is you don't have to pay capital gains taxes on those gains open a Roth crypto IRA right now with my digital money and take advantage of it today You only pay based on your contribution and pay nothing on capital gains. So if Ethereum or Chainlink doubles or Bitcoin has another surge, you could be doubling your investments. My Digital Money's U.S.-based phone support is always ready to answer your questions. And you know what's better? They'll give you a free $50 credit if you fund your My Digital Money crypto IRA account with at least $1,000. No capital gains tax, massive gains. Go right now to MyDigitalMoney.com. Once again, that's MyDigitalMoney.com, and remember, when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, guys, thanks for sticking around. So, to begin today, back in 2020, as I'm sure you're all well aware, the alternative media was the single largest threat to the information warfare machine put in place by the deep state, their proxies in the mainstream media, and their sycophants in the Silicon Valley social media industrial complex. The people like myself and many others that were spreading truth on a daily basis simply were too dangerous. If it wasn't for us, then nobody would know the truth about the Hunter Biden laptop. All of the detailed findings contained therein. If it wasn't for us, then perhaps the subject of election fraud might not have been broadcast so far and wide. If it wasn't for us, certainly the mainstream media wouldn't have covered anything regarding the John Durham investigation, the truth of the Russiagate scandal, or so many other subjects that were directly in conflict with the messaging from the information propaganda warfare machine of the deep state. So they took us out in 2020. The election happened, and there was no one there uh, to speak about what was really happening in regards to election fraud. Yes, we moved to alternative platforms. But the conversation was cut short on places like YouTube and Twitter. They went so far as to silence mainstream media outlets like the New York Post. Uh, and they threatened people like Tucker Carlson that might have spoken out in a, in a greater manner about what was happening with the Biden crime family and election fraud and what really took place in 2020. So now here we are two years later, the midterms are rolling up in November uh, and uh, people are now really, really well informed about what happened in 2020. We have become galvanized. Uh, We have really decided to speak up and get involved in activism. People all across this country are voting for the first time and are resigning themselves to ensure they vote for the candidates who are going to support their own personal ideals. America first candidates are going to get ushered in in that red wave that we have been waiting for. That is, if the mainstream and the deep state are not able to steal the election in the same way they could before. Now, I made that uh, uh, allusion there in the beginning of the show uh, to the number of voter registrations that are up for Republicans all over the country. And, and that's not hyperbole. That's actually a fact. And you can go ahead and find it out there uh, online from a number of different sources. So if voter registration is up, If they are not able to fake the votes in the same way that they could back in November of 2020, simply because the Democrat votes aren't there, maybe a lot of the people who voted for Joe Biden, well, the handful of people who voted for Joe Biden, are now not going to vote for Joe Biden and uh, are going to be voting for candidates that we might want to support, people like J.R. Majewski. Certainly the redistricting fights that have happened in key states like Ohio, New York and uh, Florida, of course, uh, have added to. the pressure that the deep state and the Democrats are feeling but the mainstream media by and large still is carrying the water for the DNC and the deep state. The really major exception is Tucker Carlson. So it should be no surprise to you that over this past weekend, the New York times uh, basically unleashed the floodgates of disinformation against Tucker. I think it was something like nine different hit pieces that were broadcast uh, or put in print over the course of, of this past weekend. Now, In these uh, hit pieces, of course, they resort to the same type of name calling that they have in the past. They say that Tucker is the most racist show in cable news history. I think that anyone who actually watches Tucker Carlson or who wasn't educated at one of these uh, deep state mind control Ivy League institutions understands that as well. Tucker Carlson is not a racist. He simply supports America and he's against the actions of the Biden regime and the deep state machine that is trying to instill the ministry of truth to control the flow of information and to ensure that people do not get truth in the news. If they can control the flow of information, then it's far less likely that people are going to wake up. I really do feel, however, that we have reached a point of critical mass and we have for quite some time. It's not enough that people just understand the nature of the Biden crime family. It's not enough that they know that the Russia Gate scandal was a hoax and that a opposition candidate, Hillary Clinton, paid for all of that uh, awful reporting and the fake news that came out against President Trump. What's important is that people get out there and get involved. People have to take action. We need boots on the ground. We need conservative activism. That is what's going to get us through November and stop us from having the election stolen again. And as much as people dislike Fox News nowadays, because quite often they are in the same fake news boat as MSDNC and CNBC and any other number of outlets that you might be able to think of, Tucker Carlson is a rare gem amidst all of that sewage and sludge in the swamp. So we have these flurry of articles and they had nine staffers that were uh, assigned to watch Tucker Carlson or to read transcripts from shows dating back to uh, November of 2016 November 14th of 2016 uh, all the way up until 2021 and they said that their analysis reveals how Tucker Carlson pushes extremist ideas and conspiracy theories into millions of households five nights a week and then they had an additional four reporters that actually contributed to the hit piece, including one of their top investigative reporters, Nicholas Confessore. Now, Confessiore has orchestrated a three-part series entitled American Nationalist that investigates the fall and rise of Tucker Carlson and what he calls the transformation of American conservatism. Certainly, we have had a transformation of American conservatism here, and yes, we may have a fair number of American nationalists, but nationalism on its face is not a dirty word, no matter what they would have you believe. National socialists from World War II that took power in Germany... They were a wholly different breed from anybody you might find that is interested in the uh, benefit of pushing nationalism here in America. Nationalism is a wonderful thing for whichever country decides that they want to subscribe to it. All it means is that we want to take care of America first. We want to ensure that our people are the ones who are at the top of that list of what our elected officials are going to be paying attention to and not people from far-flung countries all across the world. Once America is in a good position, once we have our, our P's and Q's in a row here, then we can worry about the problems of other countries. But if we're just importing third world issues without having anything addressed here in terms of what's happening at home, all they're going to do is create a third world nation here in America. And I think that's probably the exact plan that they have. That's what they want to do. But I want to read you this quote here real quick before we move on to the next portion of this story today. Confessiori wrote in one of his hit pieces why he devoted so much time and effort to Tucker Carlson. He said, why devote thousands of words to a talk show host? I would answer that by saying it's because Tucker Carlson is an existential threat to the power that the deep state once had here in America and that they have allowed to slip from their grasp as the people of this country have woken up to the dirty tricks, to the lies and to the fake news and propaganda that they push on a daily basis from people like Confessori. He continues, because Carlson, the highest rated pundit in history, is also a unique figure on the American right. That is a true statement a Latter-day Father Coughlin, and a movement builder in the mold of Pat Buchanan. I don't see anything wrong with that, personally. The story of Tucker Carlson is also the story of how American conservatism evolved from Reagan to Trump, the triumph of the nativist current on the right, and the shrinking boundary between mainline politics and the cranks and conspiracy theorists of the QAnon movement. Now, that is something I take issue with, and I'll expound upon it in a moment. More successfully than almost anyone else, Carlson has taken a set of themes and conspiracy theories formerly caged on the fringe of American politics and brought them into a mainstream audience. His show may be the most racist program in the history of cable news. Obviously, Tucker Carlson is not racist. And the conspiracy theories that Confess a. A. points to here are not actually conspiracy theories. They are conspiracy fact The news that Tucker Carlson is finally reporting on, albeit a year or two late, is not theory. These are things that since they have dawned in the American consciousness and since they've been reported on by people like myself in the alternative media have proven out to be true. And it's happened on a number of different occasions very recently. And we can look directly to the BioLabs theory in Ukraine that was very quickly proven to be fact when it was admitted to by Victoria Newland. Now, we have a merging of different groups of people in the conservative sphere, and it's not because everyone is a conspiracy theorist or a crackpot. It's because those conspiracy theories have borne out as conspiracy fact, and people have come to the realization that they have been lied to, that they have been propagandized, and that the people like Confessore at the New York Times are not interested in telling the truth or writing pieces based in objective fact, but rather they are working on pieces that themselves are conspiracy theories. The people on the left... The hardline leftist revolutionaries are the people who now deal in conspiracy theory. They would have us believe that that which we see with our own eyes, what we read with them as well, everything that we are witnessing is not true. And this, my friends, leads us to that creation of the Ministry of Truth. The reporters in the alternative media that have been telling you for years about what's actually happening are now bleeding into Tucker Carlson because Tucker Carlson himself is also realizing how badly we've been lied to. And these merging of these different groups that have until recently been kind of disparate people paying attention to one issue or another— And then realizing that actually all of these issues are connected is the greatest threat to the propaganda machine of the deep state and the creation of the Ministry of Truth inside the DHS is what they're trying to use to address it. However, I don't think it's going to be successful. They need to suppress free speech. They need to stop people like us from having honest conversations about the crimes of the deep state. And most importantly, they need to shut Tucker Carlson down and take him off the air right before the midterms, so that no one will be there to report on the truth. Let's move on to what Bill Gates is now doing and why I think it's going to be a replay of 2020. So, obviously, they're going to try to shut down the media once again. Then they're going to have to shut down the country once again, because that's the only way they're going to be able to allow that mail in ballot narrative to thrive again. Why do we need mail in ballots if covid is over and people are free to go to the polls and mix and mingle, not wear masks and get uh, a lot closer than six feet apart? Well, plus, the money doesn't hurt either. If Bill Gates is able to convince the World Health Organization to put together this brand new pandemic task force at a cost of one billion dollars a year, well, then there are going to have a mobile strike force that they can send out to any country that they need to shut down for any particular length of time. Now, Bill Gates announced this plan in an interview with The Financial Times, where he raised the alarm bells about the possibility of a more fatal variant of COVID-19. He wants this $1 billion task force to be implemented so that if and when the public gets out of line and dares to elect the candidate that's going to stop Bill Gates and the rest of the deep state from taking over the world, they can shut it down in a heartbeat. He said we're still at risk of this pandemic generating a variant that would be even more transmissive and even more fatal. I think that. History has borne this out to be a baseless fear, however. Even Bill Gates points to the uh, advent of Omicron. Remember back in February on CNBC when he said, sadly, the virus itself, particularly the variant called Omicron, is a type of vaccine. That is, it creates both B cell and T cell immunity. And it's done a better job of getting out to the world population than we have with vaccines. The Omicron variant and further evolutions of uh, a variety of different cold bugs that might circulate through the population and the natural immunity that arises from such variants is a threat to the vaccine hegemony that Bill Gates and the deep state are trying to implement. They want you to get the jab. They want you to get sick as a result, and they want to be able to keep the countries all on lockdown because then we know it is far easier to control the people. And as a part of that, Bill Gates also wants to create this global surveillance pact with the World Health Organization heading it up so that they can keep an eye on all of the people and what they're doing every single day. Again, this has nothing to do with COVID-19. It has everything to do with the surveillance state and the control grid that they want to put in place to ensure that you do what you're told when you're told to do it. And the leadership of the various Western nations of the world and even uh, countries all over the world are going to be sympathetic to the goals and the ends of that deep state cabal that is attempting to destroy our world and bring us together under that one world government. Now, another aspect of this is the plans of George Soros and people like Mark Zuckerberg. Now, Mark Zuckerberg is going to be totally unable to use his Zuckerbucks program to inject millions of dollars into local elections in the same way that he did back in 2020. He just won't be able to do it here in 2022 because the people and the elected representatives we have in Congress who have been paying attention uh, certainly are hip to what his plan was and how devastating those Zuckerbucks were to local elections in places like Wisconsin. So George Soros now is picking up the slack, dumping nearly a million dollars into the Wisconsin midterms because in Wisconsin, the only way they were able to put Democrats in power and uh, bring Joe Biden into the office of the president was because they cheated and they flooded it with money and they used their NGO network to ensure that they had total control over the voter registration rolls and the knowledge of who had voted and when and, of course, for what can it. So George Soros is dumping this $750,000 probably just to start into the Democratic Party in Wisconsin so that rather than having the NGO network do the dirty work for them, they're going to be able to do it on their own. Now, Megan Wolf is the administrator of the Wisconsin Election Commission, and she also happens to chair the Soros-funded ERIC system. Now, this was uh, absolutely essential to the cheating and the election fraud that they were able to pull off in 2020. They up admit to having 7.1 million people in the database, but only 3.68 million people are eligible to vote. Can you imagine if they suddenly made those other 50 percent of the people they have in their system eligible to vote? This would give them the lead that they need to fully take over the Wisconsin political machine. We cannot allow that to happen. They are going to try to steal the election again. And that's simply something that is unacceptable. And once again, I go back to my statement at the beginning of the show. This is where you come in. This is where conservative activism and boots on the ground. Local action is going to basically save us in the 2022 midterms. Without every single one of us taking an active role in the political system, without every single one of us ensuring that our ballot is cast on Election Day and that everything is completely locked up. There is no way that we're going to be able to beat them. Now, as dire as my warning is, I just simply do not believe that George Soros, the NGOs, the Democrat Party, I don't think they're going to be successful in 2022. We're going to kick the shit out of these deep state cabal bastards. And I'm sorry for my language, but I am simply at my wits end. I'm ready for this to be over, and I'm ready for America to take over our destiny once again. And you, my friends, are an integral part of making that. Happen. All right. And finally, although the official Ministry of Truth has only just been created within the Biden regime, I would say that a de facto Ministry of Truth has been in place for quite some time through the propaganda grid that has been created by the deep state. Now, what's one of the favorite tropes that they love to accuse their enemies of? Well, that would be racism and anti-Semitism, misogyny, not so much anymore now that we have men taking place for women in the Olympics and stuff like that. But right now there is this major controversy because Sergey Lavrov had the uh, audacity to claim that Hitler was part Jewish. Israel is demanding an apology. Israel's foreign minister has summoned Russia's ambassador for, quote, clarification and demanding an apology, of course, reminding everyone that six million Jews were killed during the Holocaust in World War II. This comment was made in passing by Lavrov while he was on an Italian TV program. Uh, he was asked about how Russia can claim that it's fighting to denazify Ukraine because, of course, President Volodymyr Zelensky is himself Jewish. But, of course, if you have any Any intelligence at all, then you're fully aware that those two things are not mutually exclusive. Lavrov said, I could be wrong, but Hitler also had Jewish blood. So that Zelensky is Jewish means absolutely nothing. Wise Jewish people say the most ardent anti Semites are usually Jews. That is quite the provocative statement. I would also say that although we have a lot of Jewish people in power here in America, America has also for decades been helping out that Nazi contingent there in Ukraine. So simply because somebody is Jewish doesn't mean that politically speaking, it's not advantageous for them to help out Nazis. And I think we've seen that in Ukraine play out. Quite prolifically. Now let's take a look at the history of this claim that Hitler was Jewish. Well, we can go back to the History Channel right here. And in 2018, they were claiming that study suggests Adolf Hitler had Jewish and African ancestors. That was according to a recent DNA study that was done by Belgian researchers. Now let's take a look at this uh, report from Fox News from 2019. Hitler's secret history revealed study suggests Nazi leader's grandfather was Jewish, So that would make Hitler one quarter Jew. Now, if we look at NDTV, this is a report from 2010. Adolf Hitler had Jewish and African ancestors show his DNA results and even the Huffington Post from 2011. Hitler Jewish DNA tests show dictator may have had Jewish and African roots. So you can look through a variety of mainstream sources. All you got to do is search Jewish Adolf Hitler and it will come up uh, all over the place. Doesn't matter what search engine you're using. And here finally we can look in the sun from 2019. Hitler's secret Adolf Hitler's own grandfather was Jewish but Nazis scrubbed ancestry records historians claim as he investigates decade old rumors so it's kind of interesting to me that the Nazis tried to scrub the fact that Hitler had a Jewish grandfather which would make him 25% Jewish and today it's uh, the country of Israel who is arguably helping Nazis there in Ukraine they're the ones who want to scrub this from the popular lexicon This is, once again, an aspect of the Ministry of Truth. We have something that we can show quantifiably as being true. However, the people that are are running this control grid don't want you to know that because it goes against the popular convention uh, that Nazis and Jews are completely in opposition to each other. When, in fact, quite often people on opposing sides of the aisle, no matter how violently they oppose each other, they are willing to work together when it comes to meeting their political ends. And in Ukraine, uh, the people in power in the deep state, they want to keep those rat lines open for human trafficking, for drug trafficking, uh, for uh, money laundering. They also want to ensure that war continues because all of these people, whether they're Jewish or not, are making a lot of money selling arms to both sides of the conflict. And this is something that we have seen in wars throughout history. And uh, who is it that actually provides the money? Well, that's the bankers. And in wars where bankers were providing money, nobody ever said, because I am one religion or another, I'm not going to lend money to this conflict because I uh, disagree with it politically, philosophically or religiously. So uh, Sergei Lavrov made a statement. It's a factual statement. You can research it online. And uh, I think that the country of Israel would do best to just simply accept it. However, I don't believe they're going to. And I think that this is going to be just another one of those points that the Ministry of Truth has to drive home until people finally say, Hitler, Jewish? That's a conspiracy theory. All right, guys, that's all I've got for you today. And the reason I wanted to end on this story about Hitler having Jewish blood or not is because for me, it drives home a singular point. The truth, no matter how disturbing, no matter how despicable, no matter how much you might not want it to be the truth, is still the truth. And we here in the alternative media and in this larger truth and freedom movement Have the responsibility to ensure that people know the truth. I don't care if you don't like the fact that it's true. I don't care if you wish it was some other way. If something happened and you can prove that it was real, then there's no other way to characterize it. And if you try, then that means you're fake news in the same way that the deep state cabal and their propaganda machine are. And what are we trying to overcome but the propaganda machine? We cannot be part of it, and it's up to us to ensure that if something true is being covered up, we simply bring it into the light. As always, this has been Red Pill 78. My name is Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, and this was another edition of Red Pill News. Good luck, everyone, and God bless.